Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to a special episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 39, and we are doing a special review of Vengeance Day, the NXT pay-per-view that just passed. So we'll get into that, but before I uh, get into the full review here, I just gotta say, this is my 100th episode of a podcast that I've uploaded to uh, this GX Hockey Plus uh, podcast, so uh, that's I guess that's supposed to be a big milestone for podcasters, is the, is the 100 episodes. Sadly, this 100th episode in particular isn't anything spectacular, it's just, another, it's just a review of wrestling pay-per-view, but uh, tomorrow's GX GamerCast will be a little bit more special, a little bit more of a personal episode, where I can kind of just go... And uh, talk about my kind of my personal journey with video games, uh, kind of focusing on one topic. You'll you'll get it once uh, the episode is uploaded tomorrow, and you can go ahead and listen to that. So this is technically episode 100. It's not a big hoopla. The next episode will be, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, kudos to me for 100 episodes. It's been a lot of fun so far. I, I can't. I I'm baffled that I'm already at 100. It just crept up on me so very very fast. Uh, followers and listeners have been fantastic. I mean, it's been uh, steadily just kind of going strong. You know, I had a rough month there, and we climbed out of that, no problem, been kind of uh, uh, finding a nice pace here, and hopefully um, I'm finding my groove. I, I would hope so after 100 episodes of doing this. So, um, again, if anyone has any uh, tips or anything like that, if, you, if, uh, if you're listening out there and, and you think there's some things I can do with the with the format of the shows that can make it a little more enjoyable, a little more entertaining, anything like that, any tips or tricks, anything like that, you can hit, you, hit me up with an email, you can follow me on Twitter, you can go to my YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos, where over there I'm playing video games, of course, and I just started a new series over there, uh, the Wolf Among Us, that just started on Saturday, so two up, two uh, videos of that are uploaded uh, over there, so if you want to go give those a look, you can go do that, Until Dawn just had its finale, so <clears throat> that was um, a pretty darn successful uh, let's play for myself, uh, it seemed to uh, get more views than, than most of the other ones, so that was nice to see, and I had a blast playing through that game, that was a really fun uh, game to let's play and that's what I think I'm, I'm steering more towards with my YouTube channel I want to do uh, those story uh, kind of pick your own adventure games and scary games for I just find they're the most entertaining to watch because I don't know the I haven't been in the the YouTube let's play game for a while back in the day it was like Nintendo stuff was big and pretty much any new video game but I'm not a new gamer I don't I generally don't pick up and I'm not up to date with the most current stuff coming out. I just I have a backlog and I I I I've been picking away at the backlog, so it's it's hard for me to to get up up to date with the brand new video game. So I'm not gonna sit there and get the oh the Hogwarts Legacy the day that comes out. I'm not gonna start let's playing that because there's gonna be 80 of the biggest YouTubers all let's playing at the exact same day. So I just do what I want to play and I find fun. So it also helps me go back and replay some games that I haven't played in a long time and I struggle to do that. I don't usually go back and play games that I played before and being able to record them really helps me do that and enjoy it a lot more. <clears throat> and especially with the scary games. I'm not a big scary game guy, but 
for some reason, when I record them, I have a blast getting through the scary games. It's uh, much more doable for myself. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm expecting to do some more Resident Evil Let's Plays on the YouTube series, uh, YouTube channel. So if you're interested, you can go down, follow the links down below. It'll take you to the YouTube channel. You can go over there and subscribe and all that great stuff. All right, enough rambling. Let's get on to the Vengeance Day review. They were in Charlotte, North Carolina, North Kakalaki. And, of course, we got to start off with a hype video starring the one, the only, Charlotte Flair. Because she's got to make everything about her. You, you I, I know she's had a good... She was good in NXT and all that stuff. She had a good good time down there. But still, I don't want to see you right now. I am, I am absolutely sick and tired of Charlotte Flair. Can't handle it, but... Um, she starts to show off with a hype package. It was fine. She said woo, which made me go ew because I just I don't want to hear it. Okay. So, the first match on the card tonight is going to be Wesley versus Dijak. This is for the North American Championship. So, just before we get into the review here, uh, the prior prior episode of the weekly recap, at the end of it I did my predictions for uh, Vengeance Day. I didn't do as good as I was hoping, but um yeah, we'll just go with this. So in this match, I had I picked Wes Lee to win. Uh, Dijak starts the match. He hits Lee with a mean Death Valley driver on the outside. I mean, goddamn, that must hurt. Dijak spins and hums Wesley out of the ring. Yet another rough landing for the champion right here. Lee hits Dijak with an okay-looking Poison Rana, followed by a really impressive driver. So I'll, I'll give that moment right there a thumbs up. Wesley, with a wicked counter, escapes Dijak's finisher with a roll-up. That was really impressive. Uh, Wes takes a page out of Dijak's book. He backflips out of the choke slam. I mean, I love that, but dude, that's Dijak's thing. Like, come on now. It's way more impressive when Dijak does it because he's like 1,100 feet tall. Dijak with a phenomenal boot to the face of Wesley. I mean, that thing was gorgeous. Such a beautiful boot. Beautiful selling there from Wesley. And then right after that, he, uh, Dijak follows that up with a Lariat. This thing is over, but Lee somehow kicks out of that. I was I was shocked he kicked out. I thought that was he was done with the way that he sold those two moves right there. But nope, he kicks out. So I'll give him a I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Lee counters a top rope powerbomb with a Huracarana. Dijak crashes right on his head, man. Oh my god. I thought he was dead. I thought he broke his freaking neck right there. That was a horrific landing. Lee hits his finisher somehow. Dijak kicks out of that. Oh my, oh my god. Dijak then hits a moonsault off of the top. The Dawn and Stax randomly appear and they take the bump, pushing Wes Lee out of the way and, and saving him? Like, what the hell? Wes revives, hits the backflip kick thing, pins, and retains his championship. Uh, wow. What an amazing way to kick off the show. Uh, excellent choice for for the opening match. I mean, these two fucking tore it down. Dijak um, is shown laying on the ground and his finger is broken. Like, it is just, it is 1,000% broken. That is, I mean, no doubt. He was just, fuck, he was crazy in this match. And, um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, he's going to have to get that pop back into place. Uh, absolutely insane performance from Dijak. I mean, make this man NXT champion immediately. Fucking hats off to Dijak. Insane. I knew that I know this guy is really good. Like I'll always I'll always remember his matches against Keith Lee uh, a few years ago. Those were 
excellent. Then he disappeared and he came back, or well, I guess he disappeared. He went into that really shitty stable and it was awful. Uh, but now it looks like he's kind of finding his place again. He's got it, kind of got this weird Terminator kind of gimmick thing going on. But oh my god, dude, this guy can wrestle. Oh, he is excellent. Big kind of lanky guy. He's like six seven. He's big. He's not overly muscular, but agile as hell. And man, he puts on good matches. Uh, Wesley was great himself. Can't forget about the champ. His selling was beautiful, and his showing of resilience was fantastic. I really, really like this match. Eight and a half out of ten. Great match. Uh, Dawn and Stacks helping Wesley though. That's interesting. Uh, is Wesley going to be persuaded? somehow to join the family or is that just them kind of moving into uh, the next program we're gonna have like dawn versus wesley for the championship um really weird i i i it's definitely something to do with storyline we'll find out what what's up with that on tuesday i would imagine uh, but um i i would hope it would be nice rather i don't know if dijack will join the family someone's got to join this family man you can't have a family with two people in it that's not a family that's just sad now, we move on to Fallon Henley and Kiana James with Briggs and Jensen versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Caden Carter, there you go, uh, for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. So, haven't mentioned this. This is a loaded card with championship matches. I believe we have five championship matches on this card, this being the second one. All right, let's get into this. Jensen getting a lot of attention from Carter. She's shaking her booty at him, and then she goes over to him and slaps his booty. I don't recall this, but apparently these Jensen and Carter had some slight romance at some point. I don't remember that, but that's what they said on commentary. Carter booting Kiana right in the mush. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Henley and James with a combo driver. I really like that move. Thumbs up for that. Champs with a wicked assisted Frankensteiner. I mean, holy shit, that was wicked as well. Thumbs up for that. Henley rolls up Carter. James grabs the feet. And we have no tag team champions. Oh my goodness. Whoa. I did not see that coming at all. I had um, the champions retaining on this one. But no, we got new champions here. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for the match to get restarted because clearly... There was cheating, there were shenanigans going on there. I was really expecting the ref to come down and restart this match, but no, that does not happen, and we just have straight up new tag team champions. Uh, very impressive match, lots of combo moves, and I'm, I'm a big old fan of that, especially just the last episode there. I was bitching how WWE does not use enough combo tag team offense. Like, look at AEW over there. They're doing fucking springboard assisted tombstone pile drivers. Like, it's insane over there. Like, WWE's got to step it up a little bit and not just the classic, like, oh, I'm just going to kick you in the gut while my partner holds you back and stuff. Like, no, we got to move on from that. And they did. They stepped up. Uh, not quite to AEW levels, but it definitely was a step up from uh, what they have been doing. Uh, Carter was great. I, I really liked her. Like, she's good wrestling. She was shaking the booty. She seemed to be having a good time. So I, I liked her performance. And uh, this odd couple team building quick chemistry with Kiana and um, what's her Henley. Uh, weird. I like a, a good odd couple. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they're building quick chemistry, working good together in the ring. Uh, I would have loved if they restarted the match and it continued on a little bit longer. I think that would have uh, that would have been really cool, and then more than likely the champions would have retained right there. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the last few weeks I've been I don't know Katana. And uh, Kaden have kind of been, especially Kaden especially, she's kind of been 
turning heel a little bit, and they've always been kind of known as babyface tag team, but I've noticed that um, Katana especially has been a little bit more sour, a little more salty to uh, other people. They're, they're kind of getting their confidence behind them, but now that they just lost... Are we going to see potentially a split up of this tag team? I I hope not because they're they're one of the more like I don't know legitimate tag teams. They dress the same and uh, yeah, I like that. But um, if they do end up splitting them up, uh, they didn't really tease any of that throughout this match, so I I can't really see that in the in the near future for them. But perhaps uh, later on in the future they could tease that. But uh, perhaps perhaps Katana and Chance or whatever they're gonna go heel for a little bit here. I don't know. They seem to be teasing it. That's what I've noticed. 7 out of 10, though. I thought the match was good. Could have been better if, like I said, got that restart and, and maybe some more near falls, a little bit more of that, but uh, I still thought it was good. Now we move on to the match, which I thought was going to steal the show, potentially. We got the 2 out of 3 falls match, Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams, of course. You got to get Trick out there. Uh, this one is not for a title, but uh, it's not even really, it's not even a number one contenders match, but throughout commentary, they were mentioning, like, basically the winner of this match is going to be the number one contender, or or basically next up in line, so uh, basically that's what this is, number one contenders match for Braun Breaker, I'm guessing. Okay, let's get into it. So Apollo hits a nice moonsault on the outside. Trick being an just being so silly on the outside, man. He's like, whenever Carmelo has a headlock or anything locked in, he's doing these like really outrageous like motions on the outside. And then whenever once Apollo started taking over a little bit, goes over to Trick on the outside. He's 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 got his chair set up on the on the outside, and he's just he's on his knees. He's praying to the gods above on the outside. Really, really entertaining from Trick Williams. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. He was great. Uh, Carmelo locks in a crossface, and Apollo taps out. Melo picking up the first fall. He is up one nothing. I did. I was uh, a little bit surprised that Apollo just tapped out to that. Uh, ne- never really known Carmelo Hayes to be much of a submission specialist, but he's sh- shown it off right here. Uh, Apollo then hits a really awesome rotating DDT. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I thought he was going to go for, um, fuck, what's that move called? I don't know, but it was a really cool move. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. I, I'm, I, I, I get a little tired of DDTs, but if you throw a nice backflip into it, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Trick about to hit Apollo with a chair, and then a returning General Aziz. Uh, that's how I. That's the name that I knew him, and it's so fucking weird, dude. Literally eight minutes before he popped out, I was like, "Whatever happened to that guy?" I was talking to my wife. I'm like, "What happened to that guy?" Boom, there he is. Eight minutes later, he pops out. I'm like, "Oh fuck, there he is." Um, so yeah, General Aziz returns. He was um kind of the bodyguard, I guess, of Apollo back when he was on the WWE roster, the, the Raw or SmackDown, wherever he was. Anyway, he's here. He stops the chair shot from happening on Apollo. Then he and Apollo share a nice high five. So they're still cool with each other. That's that's okay. Carmelo then hits the top rope knee, pins and wins. Whoa, okay. Uh, two falls to zero with a very rare queen, clean sweep victory in a best two out of three falls match. It's like, they, they pretty much, it's almost a guarantee you're going to have the three falls. You know, guy gets fall one, guy comes back, gets fall two, and then it's up up for grabs. But, yeah, Carmelo picking up the queen sleep, picks up two quick falls. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit, dis- I'm beyond disappointed, actually. Fuck. Uh, best part of this match, honestly, was Trick, Trick on the outside being a goofball. Like, he was the best part of this match. 
Um, match overall was like the first fall was very very slow paced like expectedly so I was expecting it to start out slow I was expecting a nice long match here but no it, it started slow and it really never picked up like um, Apollo tapping to the cross face was really weird I felt like that felt off and then it slightly picked up in the second half I guess but but the Gaga like Aziz or whatever showing up happened like right as the match was starting to pick up some good momentum so that kind of squashed that out and um yeah and then it just kind of ends uh the general aziz guy he did absolutely nothing to help apollo here he doesn't try to stop a pin he doesn't try to attack he just shows up and high fives apollo and um yeah that's it i was fucking really 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 disappointed with this one i thought for this should have been a layup this should have been money this sh like you got two extremely talented wrestlers right here they have been going at it fairly decently i i've enjoyed their program it's been okay uh i mean not a lot of heat behind it or anything i mean apollo showed up at at carmelo's hairdresser and that was you know that's kind of what we're going into this with so not a lot of heat going into it and the match honestly kind of sucked i'm gonna give it a four out of ten this was a massive letdown for me and um yeah at least trick was good trick was funny moving on now we got the fatal four-way tag team match for the nxt tag team champions uh, championships you got the new day going up against chase chase you with the hail versus gallus versus blade and anofe and pretty deadly and this thing's got no dqs apparently but you you would be um you you would get away with that fact if you if you didn't realize it was no dqs because that virtually had no play in this match but anyway let's let's get into this uh we got a great spot uh, with all the members jumping in at the same time to break up a pin. I thought that was uh, really fun. I like that image of just everybody diving at the same time. I'll give that a thumbs up. Really cool spot. Chase tosses Kofi off of the top rope, sending him into uh, him flying into a pile of superstars. That was nice. And then right after that, Chase superplexes Wilson onto the pile of carnage. I mean, that was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Pretty deadly. Try to put Duke through the announce table, but Duke fights out of that. And the best part is like pretty deadly. Come back to uh, to the announce table and put it all back together for Booker T. And they're like, "Sorry about that, man." Fucking awesome. I love I love that attention to detail. Thumbs up for that. That was excellent. Gallus messes that up by smashing Duke through the table with a double powerbomb right after they put the table back together for Booker T. Again, that makes me giggle. I'll give that a thumbs up. Nice little spot there. Gallus hit the dual finisher on Xavier, pins and wins. We got new tag team champions, and of all of the guys of this match, it's Gallus. So, episode coming in, I predicted that I thought the New Day, I wanted the New Day to keep it, because I thought they were doing such a great job in NXT, and I said that I would not be upset if any of these teams won it. I thought Gallus had the, the, the smallest chance going into it, but here they are, they won it, and wow, again... I am pleasantly surprised with the winner here. I mean, Gallus is good. I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but I, I know what they're capable of. They're really good in the ring. Awesome match. Nice and steady ramp up to a really just fucking wild finish. Didn't do much with the no DQ stuff, but I mean, you got your announce table spot and uh, yeah, no weapons or anything, no blood, but yeah, it was still a, it still had the good high spots in there. Some good laughs thrown in as well. And all the teams looking really good in there. Everyone getting their spots to shine. And it's um, I'm sad that the New Day experiment is over. I think they're 
they're so perfect for NXT, man. It was so fun to have them down there for this little bit. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be staying. I can't really see them staying. Now we're getting into WrestleMania season. They're more than likely going to be coming back up, doing something for WrestleMania, you would think. But uh, I, I don't write the show, so that's just what I would imagine since they're taking the titles off them. Not really much point now keeping them down there. They did exactly... Uh, what I think they were meant to do, they went down there and just added in a really good shot in the arm to the NXT men's tag team division down there. I already thought it was strong. There's a lot of really talented tag teams down there. They just needed that, just a little bit of dust, you know, and just a little bit of that New Day dust on on those on the tag team division down there. I think has done wonders in such a short amount of time. So if that's going to be the case, that uh, New Day are in and out of NXT, so be it. It was a really fun ride, but um. There you go. We got new tag team champions in Gallus. I really like this match. Going to give it an 8 out of 10. Now we got the triple threat NXT Women's Championship match. Roxanne Perez defends against Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. So this is a triple threat match. It's not a handicap match or anything. But basically the way that we've booked this and the storyline basically going into this is toxic attraction they're going to be working together to take out Perez but uh we'll we'll see if they're if toxic attraction is able to keep the plan in place so here we go toxic attraction they come out together just really not shying away from the fact that they are going to be teaming up against the champion Perez tonight Toxic Attraction working together, beating down the champion. Jane accidentally dives into Gigi. They argue a little bit about that. And then Gigi pulls Jane into a kick from Perez. So, oh boy, the cracks are already here. I mean, the cracks were already there before we got into this match. But now they're just they're really starting to form. Toxic Attraction break down. They start beating each other up. Here we go. It's begun. Crowd is behind Gigi Dolan over Jane. So she's getting the cheers. Jane's getting the boos. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Gigi Dolan guy myself, but I respect JC Jane. She's really talented herself. It's just, I like Gigi. Anyway, then they headbutt, or sorry, uh, Toxic Attraction kick Perez right in the face. How are you doing there? And then they decide to headbutt each other. All women are down on the ground. Really like that spot right there. Thumbs up for that. We got a table is introduced on the outside. JC trying to superplex uh, Perez onto it. Gigi comes in. She is pushed off the apron, and she goes through the table. Perez hits a super pop rocks on JC. Jane pins and retains the title. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a good match, though they went with the really safe, predictable route when it comes to these kind of matches with the, the teaming up against the champion. Very predictable, but... They did execute it well. I mean, it was it was a solid match. I, I I did like it. Both members of Toxic Attraction getting time one on one against the champ. I thought that was really good. I'll give that a thumbs up. Table spot was uh, underwhelming, and and uh, you could have used more weapons throughout. We could have had more of the of the falling out between uh, Toxic Attraction. It was basically two mistakes, and that was it with their relationship. But um. I still thought it was done well. I, I enjoyed the match. Thought it was still good. I would give it a 7 out of 10. And predictably, I, I predicted that um, Roxanne would come out as the champion. She did that. So I got that one right. Uh, when it comes to the Fatal 4-Way, I picked New Day. I got that one wrong. So I'm sad. Okay, so after that, we are done there. And now it is time for the main event. We got a steel cage match for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defending against Grayson Waller. So, 
Coming into this match, we've had these two going at it. They had a championship match a few weeks ago. And then the whole ring-breaking fiasco happened uh, twice throughout that match. Uh, the ring ropes broke uh, once while uh, Waller was uh, on on the rope. And he took a nice, nasty fall to the outside. He wasn't able to uh, answer the 10 count to get back into the ring. And Braun Breaker wins. So... With that shenanigans, they set up another match this time, uh, being in a steel cage. So there's no there's no escaping the cage, and this is one of those lame steel cage matches where uh, you can only win it by pinfall or submission inside the steel cage. There's escaping it, it means nothing. So I don't know, man. Personally, I've, I've never been all that big on steel cage matches. I would much prefer a Hell in a Cell uh, any day. Cage matches, they just I don't know. They're always really predictable, and for the most part, they really just infuriate me. Uh, I don't like the steel cage door being in play. I don't think that should be allowed uh, to escape out of. You have to go over the cage to get out. I think that's and again, if you are going, if you are going to do this, you're gonna force them to stay in this cage, and that's what you want. Then wrap the fucking thing in barbed wire. Put barbed wire on the top of it, like you did that one time. Yes, I know it was terrible, but that's because I think the Big Show was in it, and he's pretty much he's pretty bad at a lot of stuff. But anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest on steel cage matches. They, they, they always bring the excitement. Like you're always like, oh yeah, steel cage match. But then they happen. And like, I'd say 80% of the time they're underwhelming, but, uh, let's see how they do with this steel cage match here. So while they're getting the big boy entrance, he is escorted out by a big old group of pretty women. Everyone's rocking the gold colors as befitting a champion. Uh, according to the UFC, that's what they like to say. Uh, Waller boinks Breaker's head with the cage door before the match can begin. Uh, Grayson Waller with an outrageous flare strut on the outside. I mean, he had this ridiculous fucking look on his face. It made me laugh, so I'll give him a thumbs up for that. You gotta have yourself a good flare walk when you're in Charlotte. I mean, it is flare country. Uh, anyway, this really upsets Braun Breaker. He grabs Waller and just puts him into the cage, and then the match officially begins. Waller flips over Braun, hitting an uh, unprettier. That was a very cool way to deliver an unprettier. I uh, I love I love the unprettier. I'm not going to call it the kill switch because that is a stupid name. The unprettier is such an awesome name for that finisher. Thumbs up for that move right there. Waller hits Breaker mid-flight with a really stiff-looking knee. Waller ties Braun up into the ropes, leaving him defenseless. Braun uh, just goes beast mode. He gets out of the ropes. Uh, Waller kicks him right in the ding-ding, though. That ends the beast modeness. Uh, he hits a rolling cutter, and we got a really, really close near fall right there. That was... that I really... I thought maybe, just maybe right there, I thought Grayson Waller was going to be the new champ. Waller then climbs the cage. Braun stares at him. And Grayson starts to panic, and he gets superplexed off of the cage. I mean, it was a nice spot. I've seen better things off of the top of the cage, but it's a... A big old bump off the top of the cage, so I'll give that a thumbs up. Breaker spears, but he won't finish Waller until he tells him that this is his doghouse. Okay. Waller spits on him. Breaker spears him one more time. Pins and retains the NXT Championship. I mean, yep. Pretty much uh, exactly what I was expecting here. Very, very standard Braun Breaker match. Lots of slams. Lots of shoulder breakers. Shoulder fucking tackles you know the very just standard fucking big man wwe stuff so 
it wasn't bad, but it, it was exactly what I was expecting. Just uh, very pretty underwhelming in terms of a cage match. Cage didn't add literally anything to it other than the one time that Grayson Waller climbed up it and fell off it for a second there. They weren't slamming each other really into it. They weren't grinding their heads into it. He, he bonked him in the head with the door right at the beginning, but that was about it. They didn't bring any weapons in. There was, uh, yeah, man, the cage literally brought really nothing to the table here other than making it a little bit uh, visually harder, I guess, for people to see. Um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was. I can't really call it underwhelming because it, it was exactly what I was expecting it to be. So I'm giving the match a 5 out of 10. It was it was fine. It was underwhelming. There was nothing special to it. I mean, a superplex off the top is great and all. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, we've seen, I've seen dudes do moonsaults off of the top of that cage. I've seen guys go through tables off the top of that cage. I've seen, I've seen AJ Styles walk the cage and perform a Frankensteiner up there. I mean, I've seen insane things up there and they didn't pull out really anything special for this match. It's a very clean, safe match and disappointing. So there you go. That is the show. Uh, overall, well, I predicted that Braun Breaker would win this match because, I mean, it's Braun Breaker. He's basically getting, like, he's, ba- I don't know, he's basically kind of getting the Goldberg treatment. Um, he's just, he's very vanilla, man. He's really just standard. There's really nothing about Braun Breaker that sets him as- apart from any other typical big man that they have in WWE. It's very similar to Hulk or uh, Goldberg and brock lesnar and stuff he doesn't have much of a personality Uh, sometimes like there was that a little bit earlier on in his career like when he actually started playing around he started talking about math and and they started going into the steiner stuff that was really fun but then other than that now he's just really full-on settled into your prototypical um kind of badass big man champion so yeah it is what it is we'll just have to kind of weather the storm here with Braun Breaker until something more interesting happens but until that happens we're just going to have the exact same match over and over and over again Braun Breaker hits spear Braun Breaker wins so there you go and again uh it, it can't get any more prototypical than having him hit a spear I mean his the most overused fucking move in wrestling I cannot stand the spear anymore I fucking hate the spear so annoying like you can literally hear the air like leave the building when he hits that spear everyone's like oh oh like everybody turns in the crusty the clown out there it's just not not enjoyable man like braun breaker can do way better moves than that and he does i mean he does that military press slam into the the power slam it's pretty wicked but yeah get rid of the fucking spear man it is the most just yawn inducing move i've ever seen and the only one that should be able to do it right now is edge roman stop goldberg stop Everyone, please stop. Bobby Lashley, stop. Stop with the spear. Okay. All right. So let's go uh, over the show. So it was a good show overall. I thought the opening match was fucking excellent. That was my favorite match of the card. Dijak was just excellent. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. He He deserves a lot more attention. This guy, time and time again, just keeps blowing me away whenever he enters the ring. He's just so good. Uh... And the, the two out of three falls, I mean, fuck, that was so disappointing, man. That should have been a, an easy layup, should have been easy seven out of ten plus, but they completely dropped the ball with that one. Like I said, at least Trick Williams was entertaining. I was watching him more than I was this match because it was so boring. Like, I was kind of just, I was expecting the first fall to be boring and then fall two and three to be unreal, but no, it was just first fall sucked, second fall sucked just a little bit less, and then there was no third fall. What the fuck? Okay. 
so far, the whatever they, they thought Apollo Crews' return to NXT was going to be, I don't think it's 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 been what they wanted. It's been really underwhelming. Uh, I was expecting him like ah, uh, just it just hasn't hit. Like I was I was really excited for him when he came back down because I'm like yes, that's this is the fit for him. And uh, honestly, it just hasn't gone over well. His programs have been really lame. I mean, eating breakfast and going fishing with Braun Breaker to establish a rivalry. Like, what the fuck was that? And then this, like, Apollo just showing up at a hairdresser to have a conversation. It's been garbage, man. Quite honestly, been fucking garbage now that I really think about it. Um, but at least Mello and Trick Williams continue to grow. I've always been a fan of Carmelo. He's had his little bit of inconsistencies when it comes to in-ring performances and, and overall programs and, and booking and stuff. But for the most part, he's, he's quite solid. And Trick, I hated his guts at the beginning, but he's he's growing on me. He's, he's becoming quite entertaining. And uh, he, he was the MVP of the 2 out of 3 falls match, and he wasn't even wrestling in it. So there you go. There's that. Um Gallus was the team I thought coming in had the lowest odds of winning, but I'm good with them winning, man. I think Wolfgang is an absolute beast in the ring. I was expecting a more, like, heel... Like, I'm expecting these guys to be basically the Brawling Brutes, but on NXT. And I hope they play with the really thick accents that they're going on. We we keep that as, like, an ongoing gimmick, and we can keep that as a nice kind of light and fun side to it. But but these guys are badasses. Like, they're going to whoop your ass. Coffee is good stuff. I'm I'm waiting for Joe Coffee to return. I, I I want is he okay? I don't really know what his status is, but I'd like to see him come back and then you can have like the full Gallus back together. But um yeah, I I think it's going to be good. I think Gallus is a good team, good addition. It's good to see them back and now they're champions. So there you go. And uh, I wonder, I'm really wondering what is next for the new day. Um I'm I'm hoping that the NXT detour isn't over, but Really can't see them sticking around anymore. They got the title. They they put over a bunch of guys. So I don't know. But like they weren't. They're not really done with Pretty Deadly yet. So I don't know. I I, I want them to stay down there. I think that's a really nice place for them to be right now. But yeah, uh, the last two matches went pretty much exactly how I expected them to go. Uh, they weren't bad, but definitely weren't anything all that special. Like uh, I've just seen that triple threat match go down so many times where they they go in as friends then they're going to team up against the champion and win and then it all falls apart and then they end up fighting each other i've seen it dozens and dozens of times better and worse versions of that match happen but i thought this fell right around in the middle it was it was just dandy and then the Braun breaker match was exactly what it was a Braun breaker match and um yeah i thought the show was good i'm gonna i'm gonna give the show overall a seven out of ten i think it is worth your time but mostly for that that opening dijack match against wesley that was excellent that was the perfect match to choose for your opening contest that was excellent uh kind of sadly only went downhill from there it never never really i mean the the, the fatal four-way tag team match was was very good as well but it wasn't as good so Sadly, the show just kind of suffers from kind of going downhill from beginning onwards. Doesn't fall too far down other than that two out of three falls match. Now, that's just personally because I went in with a lot of expectations for that one. I expected them to tear the fucking roof off the place. They did not do that at all. So, yeah, I still like the show, though. Overall, it was good. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And there you go, everybody. There is your review of Vengeance Day. What did you think of the show? How did you do on predictions? Uh, not my best performance when it, in terms of predictions. They, they got me a couple times with the swerve 
So I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him props for that. So there you go. There's the show. So like I said, um, this this is technically episode 100. So uh, not doing anything special right here, unless I, oh, if I had a kazoo or something near me, I'd, I'd fucking do that or something. You know, eh, there you go. There's a confetti, 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 tomato, banana. There you go. There's that is uh, the specialty of this episode 100. But no, in all seriousness, I'll do something a little bit like it's not gonna be like all that special. Like I don't want to gloat about myself or anything but i guess after 100 episodes if y'all have stuck around with me through all of these i i I guess i could start i don't know like i'll be a little bit more personal in the next episode i guess and just kind of talk about um okay i'll just i'll just lay it down what it's going to be it's going to be my rise and fall of my multiplayer gaming uh i grew i'm I'm, ba- I'm just going to go from beginning to end, basically, and just kind of chronicle uh, what happened with me in multiplayer gaming. And we're going to go through the rise and fall of my my time with multiplayer gaming and where I am as a gamer today. So basically, I guess it's sort of like an origin story. <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be kind of like tomorrow's, on tomorrow's episode, but with the main focus being on multiplayer gaming and how I got in and out of it so and and how it made me to the gamer that i am today so uh, i look forward to doing that i i literally i all i have is the bone is the framework for the show i, I still gotta put all the meat on the bone for the show i just have the framework for it so i gotta start filling in all the blanks so hopefully i can get all that written up here tonight and uh, get that out and ready for you guys tomorrow. So here's to another 100 episodes of the GX Hockey Plus cast. And as always, thank you all so much for watching. You've been fantastic. If you want to message me, ask me any questions for the podcast. You have a question for the podcast in terms of wrestling, hockey, video games. You got a question? Hit me up with a question. I'll answer it live on the podcast if you want me to. Or if you don't want me to mention it on the podcast, just say so. I won't mention it, mention anything or anything like that on the podcast. But if you have a question for me or anything about the podcast or you just want to be like, hey, man, this is what I'm playing. I'll fucking shout it out on the show. And I'll just, I like spreading the word out there what people are into. I think it's good. It's healthy. That's where I get a lot of ideas of what I want to do with myself. Like, oh, oh, I never heard of that game before. Oh, I never heard of that TV show. Tell me more about it. And then, oh, that sounds really cool. I'll go check it out. Just, just recently, um, on my, on my buddy's podcast, the, uh, optional boss podcast they just talked about vampire survivor uh, ever so slightly he just meant they just mentioned like oh what games are you playing They're like oh, i was playing vampire survivor i'm like fuck i was like that's it that's the last time i heard about this game like 17 times that's it i want to play it and i played it last night and it was a really really fucking good time and i may not have heard about this game unless i wasn't hearing suggestions of what other people are playing and doing so again if you guys want to get involved with this podcast be my guest like if you we i want to make this like a little community of of nerdy geeks that <laughs> fucking like all the weird shit that i like so if you have any questions you want to let me know what you're doing and playing and all that stuff hit me up don't be shy i'll i'll uh, i'll hit i'll i'll hit you right back up and we can be friends and all that great stuff but there you go so be on the lookout for the episode tomorrow kind of the origin story of my multiplayer rise and fall should be a fun episode i don't really know how it's going to go it's going to be a little bit different i guess so uh again just be on the lookout for that and as always go down check out the links down below go check out the youtube channel gamer gx videos and uh doing a new series over there double uploads on saturdays and then otherwise i do uploads every other day uh, five episodes per week 
on the on the YouTube channel. So again, I, I'm uh, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing uh, three to four podcasts per week, doing five YouTube videos per week on top of my full time job and all that great stuff, living life. So um, yeah, but I'm enjoying this, man. I'm I'm just having a blast. Like I, I really, it's just added so much more to my enjoyment of wrestling, video games, and hockey that I can, I don't know, kind of just nerd out on down in my basement and just talk about this shit instead of putting all this on my wife's head every week and just exhausting her with all this useful knowledge. So anyway, I'm going to head out of here. I am going to, um, do stuff. There you go. So thank you again so much for listening. You guys are fantastic. Make sure you're following along with the podcast, liking it, telling everybody and all that great stuff. Go follow the links down below and we'll be back again tomorrow with another GX Gamer Cast. Bye.